Hello, Warriors. How you guys doing out there? Happy Valentine's Day. Ugh, I can't talk now. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, uh, this is a great day for watching scary movies, especially for us in Texas, because we are under a blizzard, I, I guess you could say. A blizzard, snowstorm, however you want to say it. So, so it's a good day to just kick back, cuddle with your significant other, and watch scary movies all day. <laughs> or just watch movies, period, all day. But scary movies is more my forte. And uh, Nathan and Amanda Dillon's uh, forte, too. So we all love scary movies. Uh, but um, I, and I am joined today by Amanda and Nathan Dillon. Say hi, guys. And my fiance Brian Wilson is with me too today. You know who I am. And we are discussing My Bloody Valentine on today, the original one, not the 2009 yeah. remake, the 1981 original one. That to yeah. me is my is my favorite one. I love the, you know y'all know I love the 80s. I love 80s movies. I can't I I can't get around it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just like I do not like this modern stuff. I I just oh it turns me off. I love the eighties, the and the seventies too. The seventies um was really groundbreaking for horror movies. Yeah, but um but we are discussing my bloody Valentine today. Um, it was released in nineteen eighty one. The original was. And um, yeah. I, I forget to put down who all starred in it, but um, <laughs> but it but it features a quite a um, few people who are uh, still acting. Um, some of them, a lot of them have all, have passed on, and we'll get to that later. But but some of them are still acting. Um, some of them are retired, and some of them we never really heard from again. So. <laughs> That's because they, that's because uh, the minor guy killed him. <laughs> that's why it looks so real. Right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, um, well, let's get to. Uh, well, how do you feel about this movie, Nathan? Nathan, we'll start with you first. How? Uh, what's your uh, What's your sum up? Of the or summary uh, of this movie. Saying, this is actually a first time watch for me. I don't know why I had missed this one. I actually was interested in it a while back, and I bought it and uh, put it on the shelf, and totally forgot about it until you were uh, invited me to be on the podcast. I was like, wait a minute, I think I have that, and you know, it would be a good excuse to watch it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Like um, we watched the. Um, the unrated cut, which uh-huh. uh, the director did a little intro before it and said that this was the version that was closest to his original vision. I guess apparently he said over the years uh, a lot of the gore had been cut out of the movie. Oh, like, yeah. Had, like the theatrical cut had less gore, I guess, and then like apparently like maybe for TV or something even more had been cut out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, the gore stuff was really good and like the twist at the end was great and I love the very, very end of like the last little bit we hear from the minor and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was a really solid movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, Amanda, how about you? How, how do you feel about it? I loved it. It was one of those like fun popcorn 80s movies. Yes. Like, yep. We we kind of joked around, you know, randomly. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, yeah, there's some good pauses where you get a little funny ad-lib. <laughs> um, I loved it. It was great. And now, had they been your first time watching it, too, or had you seen it before? Yeah. No, this is my first time also. So oh, okay. Like, yeah, and in a way, I'm, I'm kind of glad it was because it was just so, like, fun to... New right, right. It, it's always fun to to watch a movie that you haven't seen before and to have it be good. Yeah, I, I really thought it was. I mean, for a early '80s movie, like you know, all the acting was solid. 
the story was fantastic. I thought the characters were interesting. The Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. 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 Some, of the actors, <laughs> some of the actors were clearly Canadian. Yeah. Um, like, there was the one scene with TJ and his, his former girlfriend where he goes, uh, her name's Sarah, right? Right. Yeah, he goes, Sarah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, one other person says, sorry. I think the, the, the guy that, uh, the bartender at the the old man that tries to warn them. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> point, the story. Like, so yeah, I, I was just I was telling Brian that too yesterday. I said I think this was made in Canada. I wasn't for sure. Or at least with some Canadian actors. Yeah, uh, all of them were Canadian actors. I think. I think. Um, a, a, oh, okay. at least like yeah, three or four of them Canada, was from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Nova Scotia? Yep. Three or four of them were from Nova Scotia. Yeah, because they never say, like, where TJ went for several years. They just said that he right. went out west. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Now, now he went out west. They don't say, like, Like, where. Yeah. And, babe, what's your feeling on uh, my bloody Valentine? Just, just a quick short, shorter than normal horror films. It was a, it was, yeah. a dec- it was a decent decent film. Like you could get you could watch it real quickly and get through it. Um, it was like your typical. Hey, um, we need another Jason or Michael Myers type of character. Boom, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and I I like to ask your opinion because you know you're not really into horror movies like that. You know, like we are. So I like to ask your opinion about it. And this was this <laughs> the filming locations was. A little trouble hearing him. Uh, my bad. Uh, the uh, filming locations is in Cape Britain and Nova Scotia, Canada. So it was shooting in Canada. Okay. Yeah. And the budget was like two point three million to make. Wow. Yeah. And only gross around five point six million in the box office. Yeah, they that's one thing I did read. Um the the director actually wanted to make a sequel in uh like two thousand nine or something like that. But they they denied it because the original did not make as much money as they wanted it to. Yeah. But well, it was that's weird though because it's got I definitely, you know, I mean, it was my first time watch, but I know this movie has a cult following. It does. It has a very, very, very large cult following. And so it it did did surprise me, too, that it didn't do as good at the box office. But But then they were up against some pretty stiff competition, too. I mean, they had, um, by that time, uh, Halloween had already been you know, showing and, and Halloween too, because it was made in 1981. So Halloween and Halloween too was made in 1981. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if they were released in proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. So they were up against yeah. some pretty stiff and, and Friday the 13th, because Friday the 13th had been made in 1980. So they were up against some stiff competition. See, I wouldn't really compare it to those movies, though. I didn't, oh, no, I, didn't, I, I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, I guess, I guess in a way it's a slasher, but, like, it's just different. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think about those movies when I was watching it, I, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. But, you know, I mean, it is a slasher, so. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It just surprises me is all that it didn't um, make as much at the box office as those movies because even though that even though it was competition it was it still held its own like you said yeah. Nathan, you didn't you didn't think about michael myers or jason Voorhees while watching this movie you you, you, you was just scared of harry wharton yeah i mean yeah, yeah i mean they did such a good job creating the universe and in the movie that you know i was just more i was so engrossed in the world that they created in the movie that i wasn't really reminiscing about other slashers all right exactly exactly because it was so unique you know someone in a miner's outfit with the gas mask and everything right <laughs> like it, it was a very unique 
He was very original, that's for sure. That was a very yeah. original killer. Yeah. Well, let's hop into some questions here. Uh, what is your, who is your favorite character? Uh, Nathan, we'll start with you. Uh, who is your favorite character on uh, My Bloody Valentine? Um, I like, you know me, I always like the villain, but, um, you know, and I definitely liked it with the reveal of the end of the villain. But as far as, like, protagonists go, I would have to say TJ. Because, like, he seems like a really genuine guy. Um, and, like, just trying to, like, get his girl back and make it, you know, you know, he said he, you know, went out west and he had made all these dumb mistakes. And, and then he came back, you know, hoping to restart his life where he left off. And, um, you know, and then Axel seemed like a real jerk about, like, having stolen his girl and everything. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I like, I like TJ. And then I, I love the dude with the awesome mustache. Hollis and Patty. Um, they just seem like an awesome couple that you can hang out with. Um, yeah. You know, go out, go for drinks. Hollis seemed like, see, when people, I don't know if most you will notice, he was always the one that was like mediating between all the friends. Like he kept uh, Axel and TJ from fighting in, at the party. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's telling them like, yo, like, you know, and he's talk, he, was, he was talking to TJ um, after, you know, him and Axel had that little disagreement in a junkyard. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you did kind of just leave and not tell, tell nobody. You know, you didn't, you didn't communicate. So, you know, mm -hmm. he's trying to put it like, hey. Put it all into perspective. You know, form. you can't get mad at Axel for getting with your girl because you left and you didn't communicate back with us. That's so, true. That's, that's why I like Hollis. Hollis was cool. Patty was just like, like Patty. She just... Mm -hmm. they, 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 to me, throughout the whole movie, they were the best couple. Like, yeah. They, they were the most fun couple. There was other couples there, but they, those two, I, I would say those two act, uh, actors, uh, actors had the best chemistry. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, you could tell, like, oh, did they hang out before they shot this movie? And um, possibly <laughs> after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that part where uh, they're in the the game room at the mining area and like she's just kind of like leaning on him. Mm -hmm. Like he's sitting at the table and she's just kind of like kind of sprawled out on his back kind of leaning on him and everything. I don't know. It just shows like, you know, the, that chemistry that you're yeah. talking about. They're genuine life for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, uh, Amanda. Patty was my favorite uh, character. I, I liked her even more than Sarah. I wanted her to be one of the final girls. <laughs> Although I gotta admit, she did get on my nerves at um, at the end before she before she did die because she kept screaming and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but I liked her though. After Hollis got killed, it was. She just kind of lost her mind. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. But like you said, Nathan, hey, you know, any woman would, would react like that if, she, if they saw her man, you know, laying with yeah. nails in his brain. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
actually. Uh, well, who was your least favorite character? Amanda, we'll start with you um, for this one. Who was your least favorite character? Oh, what was that guy's name? He was the one, I called him the, goof, the goofball. Oh, yeah, the goofy guy. Howard. Oh, yeah. Wasn't his name Howard? Yeah, it was Howard. Goofball. <laughs> he was the comedic relief. He was not the comedic relief to me. I just wanted him to go away. <laughs> <laughs> now, the way you feel about Howard is the way I feel about Dave. And, and I, uh, he was my least favorite Dave. character. Huh? Which one was he again? He was the one that got killed um, uh, with his face on the boiling pan. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah, I the only reason why I didn't really like him was because they didn't really give him any real lines. He didn't really like Brian said. Brian was like, "How can you not like that guy?" Because he didn't even really have any lines, and I think that's possibly why because he didn't really have as much to do with the movie as everybody else did. And, and he I had, had a really cool death, though. Yes, he did. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I, like, you can't deny that Brian he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny thing. After I watched, after I watched that movie, I actually had me some hot dogs. It made me crave right. hot dogs. Yeah. yeah, they did look good when they were serving them up and stuff, and then they found the heart in there. Yeah, TJ too. They both were kind of. I, I I agree with Sarah. Both of them were acting like jerks. You know that like right. like she was their possession. Well, or something. I, I like though the setup though with that like doing the whole thing where the two of them were at each other's throats. And but I like the fact that you know they like before the twist is revealed. Obviously, uh, you're under the impression of like hey. They just realize their friends are in danger and they're going to team up to save them. Yeah. Um, and they finally, like, made up and, like, shook hands and, like, hey, let's go save them. Right. Came to a truce. They thought um, they were doing. But, you know, for that moment, like, as a first-time viewer, in that moment, not knowing what was going to happen later with Axel, um, it just was a cool moment to see the two of them, like, make up, basically, and be like, hey, there's more important things going on. Right. Yep. You know, I agree. And who, who was your least favorite character, babe? Uh, my least favorite character was TJ. Um, it was just the fact that he left town. He left his girl, 
who he's supposed to be supposedly was supposed to be in love with mm-hmm. left her hanging didn't even call her didn't even write her i think if you would have done those simple little things she would have been like okay cool i won't i will wait for you mm-hmm. you know but he was like just left you know, I don't know. Tell him what he did out west. You know, yeah, crazy things happen out west. You know, he could end up in a brothel or somewhere. You know, <laughs> she won't know. But could have had a kid or something. Exactly. But <laughs> I said, boy, I said that he probably has a kid in California that he's not talking about. Exactly. You know, that's my that probably. At one point, at one point, at one point, uh, there was like a pause, and he's like. I need to tell you something or something like that. And, and I said, I found out that I don't like men anymore. I make like, I make gay jokes all the time because I think it's funny. But I like, I found out that I don't really like men. Like you went out West to go to bathhouses and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> what would be cool, like a direct, a direct sequel to this. If his kids, he did have a kid or two out West. And they yeah. come and visit, and the killer wants to kill them because you know you didn't keep you didn't keep him away for long enough for me to stay with Sarah, you know. But I didn't like TJ. Um, I didn't. I, I I don't say I don't like him as a person. I just didn't like his actions. And when he came back in town, he's just just like moping and pouting on everywhere and said, "Well, you know, Sarah's actually my girl." I'm like, no, you left. You right. know, like. You, you you left. Now I don't know I don't know what part that made Axel snap and start killing everybody because didn't he kill a young lady at the very beginning? Like, what was the purpose of killing her? Um. Oh, to get the heart to uh, to start tormenting the mayor and the sheriff. Oh, because it was like at fault for his father being killed or something. Oh, what's that? See, what, what I thought was that the girl had a heart-shaped tattoo on her chest, and it reminded, reminded him. him and sent him into kind of like a, a rage, well, you know, flashback. Yeah, because his father was killed on Valentine's Day. His father's death when he was a kid. What did you say, Richard? His father was killed on Valentine's Day. So that... Right. that, that and that makes sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, I think what Amanda was saying was, like, what made him do it 20 years after the fact, after witnessing that, um, I think he had gone down there with that girl, and when he saw the heart tattoo, it reminded him of what happened to his dad, and he just kind of snapped and, like, shoved her into the pit. Yeah. Yeah, because we were, uh, and, and, we were saying and something there, else. just kind of spiraled, and he decided to, like, pretend to be Harry, the killer. Yeah. Yeah, because me and Brian were saying, I forget what we were saying now, but we were saying something else, uh, not completely different. No, uh, what, what, we was, what we were su- suggesting was that Axel always wanted Sarah at the beginning. Yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted to get that Girl, that that girl was his girlfriend, but he wanted to get her out of the way so he so he could get with Sarah. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And what's your favorite scene of um, my bloody Valentine? Okay, oh, we'll start with you first. Um, any any scene with Hollis and Patty in it? <laughs> they were my favorite. I have fun every time they're on on the screen. It it, it seemed like they were just having a great time, you know. Except for when you know Axel was going around killing people, but before that, right? You know, <laughs> they were sitting there having a, when they have to get together and everything. And and every time I see them two together, it's like oh, they 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 hey, those are my good friends, Hollis and Patty. Yeah, they did see. Yeah, it seemed like you were friends with them, even though they were movie characters. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my favorite scene. Any scenes with Hollis and Patty in it? And uh, Nathan, what's your favorite scene in uh, My Bloody Valentine? Mm. That's a hard one. Um, I mean, I like all the I like all the kills. I, I loved 
I know it was a plot. Maybe it was a plot device. I, but I, still, I don't. I don't know if it was a plot device or not. But yeah, he, he, he seemed to get a sick enjoyment out of his gag. Yeah. 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 I'm like, dude, enough. We got and, it. And that is that is my, my least favorite scene too. So <laughs> my least favorite is actually. Um, the part where Axel is manhandling Sarah and grabbing her arms and like forcing her. Oh yeah, I did not care. Yeah, and and that was because he he's like, this is mine. She's mine. See, she's mine. Like she was his possession. Like there's no reason to put your hands on a woman like that. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if he supposedly cared for her, um, like, to, like, be so violent with her like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it just, that, that really turned me off of his character when he did that. I was like, okay, so you're willing to fight TJ so you can keep her, but then you treat her like that. Right. Yeah, I just thought, uh, just the way he was, you know, kind of violently holding her. I was like, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, whose death was more brutal, in your opinion? Uh, uh, well, Nathan, we'll go to you um, uh, first for this question. Whose death was more br- brutal in my Valentine's uh, or my bloody Valentine? I mean, we, we, I guess that were like more brutal. Like, like we can assume that Mabel was killed before she was put in the dryer. Yeah. But she might have still been alive. If, if she was still alive when he put her in the dryer, that, that would have taken the cake for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been more. And then he was probably already dead as well. But, you know, when Howard's body falls down the, the mine shaft and like his head snaps off, like that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty gruesome and, and unique uh, kill. Right, um, right. It's dropped down and his head just pops off. Yeah. And One I, of those two. Yeah. Those I agree. me of the conversation we were having about the country way to kill a chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> 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 and how yeah, about, how like, about like, you, Amanda? Like industrial dryer. Industrial dryer. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and how about you, Amanda? Uh, I think what was besides the girl with the fountain. Um, yeah. The guy was, I think it was the bartender that got the pit through his mouth and through his eyeball yeah. and then he got drugged drugged oh uh, yeah by the pickaxe all the way to where you know he ended up like through the eye socket yeah, yeah. yeah. like oh that, that had to hurt yeah because you can still hear him like gurgling and burbling while he's being drugged away mm-hmm. so yeah he was very much alive still when yeah he's being drugged away and babe, how about yeah. you? Uh, wh- whose death was more brutal? In now, your here's my thing. The death that was more brutal is not because of how they died; is who died. No, it was Hollis. Okay, Hollis. <laughs> the fact that he died and him and Patty died, it was simple. But they did not need to die. They could have survived. <laughs> you know, they could have been like, like in the other part of the mine. They got separated from everybody, and then they found them in the end. Like, hey guys, we're still alive. Let's go for drinks. But no, <laughs> they had to kill off my favorite character. That's why I don't watch Game of Thrones. Everybody kind of kills off my favorite character. Everybody's off, not not everybody is off limits in Game of Thrones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> game of boring. <laughs> <laughs> Seasons of Game of Thrones. I don't want to hear it. Nothing happened. 
was one episode away from the red wedding. One. Oh, I was. You were. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was just like an excuse to show copious amounts of incest. Facts. <laughs> 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 I have never seen it, so I'm I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's like it's basically like the first season and a half is like the journey from the Shire to Mordor, except nothing happens on the way. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so They're just walking, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much truth to that. Oh, wow. Now, that's something that people don't tell you. People always say how gruesome it is and how everybody dies in it, but they don't tell you that nothing happens. <laughs> well, I mean, there's things that, you know, happen here and there, but it's just, like, too few and far between. Oh, right. You know? Oh, so that's it's one of those that's slow that's burns that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like slow burns. I'd rather you just get straight to the point. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have worked better as like a trilogy of movies, kind of like Lord of the Rings, because then it forces you to like pick up the pace. Oh, <clears throat> well, Mabel, uh, for my most brutal death, uh, was <clears throat> Mabel, actually. I really, uh, because um, I, I feel like you, Nathan, if she was alive when he put her into the uh, the drying machine that that is awful. I I, I wouldn't want to die like that. <laughs> Got roasted. Yes. And um, now uh, we move on to my deep question: uh, How does my bloody Valentine pertain to the Bible, if at all? And my answer for this one, um, I'll go ahead and go first for this. Uh, I don't think that. It really pertained to the Bible per se, but uh, or either or even parallel the Bible. But I I did uh, uh, think of a scripture while watching it, uh, um, and the scripture I um, came I actually came up with two scriptures uh, for uh, and uh, the one scripture is from Proverbs four five uh, a. Get wisdom, get understanding, and then I went down even further to uh, four seven a, and it says, "Wisdom is the principal thing; therefore, get wisdom." That's what these kids left was wisdom. <laughs> they did they they uh you know at like every young person in the world they did not want to listen to the bartender. You know, the bartender was trying to tell them, you don't need to have any parties. Just leave it alone. And they wanted to do it anyway. So they liked the wisdom. And you could, you could flip on a, bar, bar, on a bartender, bartender as well. He didn't listen to his own advice. If we just stayed at home, chilled <laughs> out, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have been drugged around the, the, the ground with the pickaxe that was on. That's true. You should have just chilled like... You know, I mean... Like the last time that you know the killer had been around, all those people were like little kids, and so they, I, I think they probably just thought it was like an urban legend or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. a myth. Yeah, yep. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, and you know, Maxwell wouldn't have been going around killing everybody. Then we wouldn't even be questioning their wisdom about having a party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, what do you two um, think about about this question? If you have an opinion on it at, at all, I, I was actually going to say that, like Axel and TJ, were kind of like brothers. They kind of remind me of Cain and Abel. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, the the feud, you know, that leads to one of them trying to murder the other one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was kind of reminiscent of some elements of. You know, Ken and Abel being like the two brothers, and because the, they fought like brothers, like they yeah, they the did. I remember who gets to date the girl, you know, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. yeah, 
completely understand that. Yeah, so I, I guess that would be the parallel for me. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda, did you have an opinion on it, hon? Yeah, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty good. Yeah. Okay, now I do have just one last question. Whose death was more creative? Not not more not brutal, but creative creative. And I think Amanda already said hers, and I actually do agree with you, Amanda. Uh um that uh, Sylvia's death was very creative. I like the way that they did that. I don't even know how they did that. Uh, it might be in the, uh, they might say something in like the featurette um, on the DVD, uh, how they did that. And if they do, I, I'm really, I'm going to watch it because I really do want to know how they did that. Uh, but uh, yeah. It, I mean, it was very cool how they did that. Uh, I, I, I'm sad that she had to die that way, but it was very cool uh, the, the way that they did that. Uh, Nathan, how about you? What was your most creative death? I mean, aside from that one, probably Mabel. Like, yeah. it's just like, like the way that they portrayed it and everything, like not only you know she put in the dryer, but like the dryer like fried her. Like yeah. and the makeup design on the corpse is really good. Um yeah. Like it's amazing like nobody's really done that since. Like or had the idea to do that. Right. Um thanks. If there's any and they had to, he had to reach inside her open heart cavity to get the little... The little card. Yeah, that was Oh, yeah. Thing. Like, leaving the little valentine in place of her heart. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... And then taking the time, like, I, I appreciate the fact that the killer took the time to, like, you know, undress her, put her in the dryer, and then turn all the hearts upside down. I know, right? That took some it time. Very, <laughs> you know, it was very methodical and creative, and you know, just it, it, because it's the heart's upside down that that tipped the the chief off that something's not right because he knows that Mabel wouldn't have done that, right? Um, yeah. And so he's very perplexed by that and trying to figure out, like, okay, what's going on? Where is she? Why are the hearts upside down? What's that smell? Yeah, it was just a very uh, well thought out uh, sequence and death. Yep. Yeah. And how about you, babe? What, what was your um? What was the most creative death in your opinion? My opinion was most creative death was how creatively they killed Hollis because he knew they knew it was my favorite character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they creatively broken my heart with that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, me and Hollis, I think me and him can be bit, very good best friends because he's an overweight guy with an awesome mustache. I'm an overweight guy with a nice, like, beard going on. He has a nice, beautiful woman. I have a nice, beautiful woman. We would have been great friends. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? Let's be creative. Let's kill Hollis. Like, in the future, I'm like, no. <laughs> so that's my most creative. Yeah. Uh, well guys I don't have any more questions but I do have five fun facts to tell um, the first uh, of the five facts is the film was shot in authentic mines which was often as much as 900 feet underground only certain lighting devices could be used in the mines because of the potential uh, danger of the methane explosion. So, uh, and my fun fact number two is, according to makeup effects artist uh, Thomas R. Berman, he was the makeup um, effects artist, and uh, my hat is off to him because he did a really good job with the death scenes. In my yeah, opinion, and yeah. 
uh, he said that uh, one of his gory creations was so realistic that the director, George um, Mahalka, threw up at the sight of it. Now, it didn't say which one it was, but I'm guessing it was Mabel's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that, was a, like, that was a good corpse. Yeah. And my fun fact number three is um, the NPAA cut more than five minutes out of the film before it came out. Mostly because the movie was released shortly after John Lennon died and there was a major backlash against violent movies. I have no idea how they correlated those two together, but okay. Well, it's kind of like, uh, um, yeah, they, they, uh, Edit or reshot some scenes for this movie, Gangster Squad, uh, after the uh, uh, yeah the mass shooting at the theater in Colorado at the premiere of uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now see that I can I can see I can understand that. Uh, just yeah. just like um, well, I don't know if you guys had heard of the. I'm sure you guys did the Columbine shooting. Um, yeah. After the Columbine oh, yeah. shooting, they yeah. kind of you know didn't do as much you know violence in movies after that, and um, after after 9/11 too, they didn't. They kind of like you know had a backlash against violent movies or or such. So you know that I can understand. But well, with John Lennon, well, he was assassinated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. He was he was killed. It's like just just imagine oh. instead of Michael Jackson dying where he died, someone just walked up to him and shot. Him. Shot him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. the same thing. Yeah, okay, um, I get it now. But there, uh, there, there was another instance of that. The movie The Hunt um, was originally supposed to come out in the fall of 2019 I think but uh-huh. because of recent mass shootings uh, oh, the yeah. studio shelved the movie and for a while uh, it was uncertain if it was ever going to come out and then they oh. finally released it like on streaming and on video like six months later oh um, yeah and I could see that too they, they yeah. shelved it because of the violent nature of the, of the film and mm-hmm. uh because of uh, what was going on in the country with my shootings and stuff at the time. Right, yeah. I, I understand so, that yeah, as well. There's definitely precedent for that, and I'm really like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like that there's censorship because of what's going on in real life. Because, like, for one, films are art. Yeah. And they're, they're for escapism and entertainment. And I just don't see, like, you know, if, if a film is going to upset you because of recent events, then just don't go see it. Right. Like, and while you're at it, stop watching things. the news. Because <laughs> the news has... Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's just a movie. And, you know, if, if you can tell if a movie's going to be violent or not. You oh, yeah. About it and you can tell trailer. whether you can handle it or not, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you know that you're triggered by stuff like that, or if that'll be triggering to you because of a recent event, like, don't watch it. Like, don't punish everybody uh, because some jackass decided to bring an AK to school, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need to censor art because a psycho... Murdered people right, and I feel the same way about games too, because you know uh, Ryan is a gamer, and you know, uh, and I don't know a lot of people who are gamers, um, and you know they they also blame the games too, the violent games. They wanted to take take those away, and I'm like, why? You know, why blame the gaming people for right. something that you know? Because if, you know, if violent movies and violent video games turn people into killers, then there would be tens of millions of jokes. <laughs> right. You know? Like, and just because one guy, you know, happened to be a fan of something that was violent, like a movie or a video game, does 
decides to go do it in real life, like, don't punish, like, oh, the billions right. of people that, or millions of people that can engage in that type of entertainment and not have a problem. Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, my thing, my theory is this. If, if you can go and kill somebody because a movie, because of a movie or a game or even a music uh, video or music song or whatever, then you are already crazy to begin with. That was right. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, right. And like I said, it's like ruining the, you know, ruining it for everybody because of one bad person. Like... That we shouldn't let people like that have that much power. Right. You know, like, oh, we're going to, you know, not release this movie or we're going to change it or, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're going to push back the release of this first person shooter game because of this thing that happened. You know, it's just like, don't. Like, just leave it alone. Let people have their fun. You know, right. For a lot of people playing exactly. games like that is a good way to blow off steam. Exactly. Or, mm-hmm. or like escape into another world or And know. that's exactly what it is. That's just that yeah. it's just something that, you know, like you said, escape escapism. You know. Yeah, you enjoy escapism, you entertainment. Know. It's art. Like just don't censor art because Right. And like my, if we were having like oh, I'm sorry. a large scale problem with people, you know, doing things, but yeah, but it's because of you know it, it's because of their own mind, not because of a movie or a song or a game or anything like. It's because of their own demons, their own demons. Uh, well, my fun fact number four is um, the S the SO gas station scene when Chief Newbie drives away and radios into the police station. It still exists as of 2015. That was as of 2015. So I don't know if it still exists now, but um, it's, they said though it has been modernized a great deal in the past few dec- uh, in the past few decades. It, it was still around in 2015. Wow. Yep. And my last fun fact, babe, you're not going to believe this. Cree hmm. Summer is the daughter of the guy that plays the chief. Really? Yep. Cree Summer. Cree uh, Summer is the daughter of the guy that plays the chief. Now, if you guys don't know who Cree Summer is, have you guys ever seen A Different World? It's a show called A Different World. Well, of course you guys haven't. You guys are white. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Have you have you ever watched a cartoon called The Kids Next Door? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the black girl with the hat, she voices that character. Look up Free Summer. Yeah. Her name's Free Summer. Cree Summer. C-R-E-E. S U M M E R. Yeah, she she's a she's a very good voice actress. Mm-hmm. She played a lot a lot. You've heard her voice a lot before. of cartoons. She was she was in Rugrats. Uh, she, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the black, little black girl in Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Once you hear her yeah. voice once, you'll be like, I've heard her voice before in other, uh, yeah. in other shows. And she is black, but she's mixed, of course. Her father is white, of course, because Chief Newbie is white, but her mother is black. Yeah. Yeah. So wait a minute. Right. There's still one more fun fact. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this must be the strangest fun fact I've ever found in every any movie. And here we talk that we aren't gonna be talking about any black people in this movie. Yes. <laughs> so in the in the movie, if you Google My Bloody Valentine and you click on the cast, okay, you scroll down, you see a young lady, her name is Gina Dick. For some reason, they have a picture of a black woman there. What? She is not black. But for <laughs> some reason, they have a black woman there. If you Google My Bloody Valentine, click on at the top part of my bar. I was researching on my phone. So I clicked the top, part, the top bar for a cast. 
for some reason they have the name, lady named Gina Dick. The, she played Gretchen in the movie. She's the one that came out of the back when uh, uh, the dude with the got his face put in the hot dog water. She came out later to say, hey, he's dead. He's dead. She found the body. It was her. But she's white. She's whiter than white. <laughs> but they got a black girl on the... On IMDb, she doesn't have a picture. Yeah. yeah. IMDb is not on there. It's, when you do the regular just Google search for oh, okay. My Bloody Valentine, and then you click on the cast, for some reason... They have have her as a black woman. I don't know if you can see it, but that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> the one in the middle. But that is so weird. That is the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> I, I, We've I, never I, had that happen. I like looking up the cast, and I'm sitting looking. I was like, wait, what? Where's where was a black woman in this? We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't see a black woman like, at all. I was like, uh, did I miss something? Man, that'd be crazy. That just proves my 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 point, Latrice. This is white people with white people shit. <laughs> white people be going around killing each other. Come on, Canadian. Oh, well, they say the further north you go, the whiter people get. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Like, I mean, think about it, like, Scotland, like, there's, like, not, there's, like, no black people in Scotland. Oh, wow, that, really? Yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of a joke, like, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a few, but, like, you know, Scottish people obviously aren't black, and there's not, like, a, like, a comedian, uh, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show, uh, said he went to Scotland, and, and... And he like, asked somebody about that, and he said, uh, uh, so are you, why don't y'all have black people? Are you, are you all racist? And be like, are you racist? I don't know. I never tried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he has this whole bit where he talks about how a black James Bond would never work because like James Bond is supposed to be from Scotland, and if he went to Scotland... It would be easy to find who the spy was because it would be the only black person in Scotland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. All right. Now we uh, move on to the cast and crew that has passed away. And uh, we have, well, actually, we have more than a few. We have like one, two, three, four, five, five that has passed on. And the first one is, I, I, I'm. Sad to say, Keith Knight, who played Hollis. No. My babe's favorite character. He just broke his heart again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he died of brain cancer in 2007. He was 51 years old. Thank you. And I'm going to break uh, 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 Amanda's heart, too, because Alf Humphreys, who played Howard. <laughs> He passed. Away, he passed away uh, in two thousand in two thousand eighteen of the same thing, brain cancer. And he was sixty four years old. Maybe those minds weren't as good yeah, as they thought they should have been. Huh? Was it from their time in the the actual mind? You know what? It didn't say. It didn't say. But no, I mean, it's just crazy that like it, it, two of the right. guys like that they died of the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, with Hollis, it's kind of creepy because, like, the way he was killed in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, and had the same... You know, like... And they had brain death cancer. to the brain, you know, death killed him by his brain. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's eerie. And uh, Don... Uh, Don Franks who played Chief Newbie, who is Cree Summer's father. Uh, he died on April 3rd, 2016, of cancer. And he was 84 years old. And uh, Larry Reynolds, who plays Mayor Hannigan, he died on March 14th, 1996, at the age of 77. 
Uh, we're doing very well, too. We have like 543 members. And so when I reach 600 members, again, three group members are going to um, uh, receive three gifts from me. So it, it, it pays to be a part of my group and my podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, my uh, email address, you guys probably hear our son in the background. <laughs> Uh, but uh, my email address is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. If any of you want to um, um, email me, email me some comments, um, uh, email me some questions, or, you know, if you want to find out how to be on my podcast, just go ahead and email me. You can use that same email address. Um uh, for my PayPal account, I do have a PayPal account. You guys can go on PayPal and just uh, type in my email address in the uh, search engine, carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. And you guys can leave a tip for me if you guys um, like what you hear on every on any given episode. Um, <clears throat> uh, you guys can leave as much as you want or as less as you want because I know the times are tight uh, nowadays and I understand that. So there you go. Uh, you, um, this has been Latrice Carter and uh, well uh, next week uh, Nathan's going to be with me all next week actually. Uh, next Thursday we're, next Thursday we're going to do Annabellum uh, with Miss Ingrid and then on Friday I have uh, <laughs> a packed <laughs> Uh, uh, podcast. We're going to uh, talk talk about Get Out. Uh, that is with, uh, of course, Nathan and uh, um, Allison Stonewell and her husband wanted to join us. So I said, sure. Uh, Jeremy Covington will be with us and uh, Kelly Dunsmore will be with us. So I can't wait until those episodes. Um, but until then, guys, this has been Latrice Carter and my fiance, Brian Wilson. You know who I am. And Amanda, uh, Nathan and Amanda Dilla. And we are going to see you guys later. Bye, guys. <laughs>